Greetings to you in Jesus precious name. This is the Revive Nation stream and this is our Wednesday night service. I hope that you've been having a blessed week and uh, let us know how the Lord has been moving in your life, how the Lord has been doing something new in this season. Let us know in the comments. This is a new month that we have entered into and the Lord has promised that he is going to march out for us. I hope that you you you've been intentional to go back to the calendar and receive the scripture that the Lord has been speaking over us every month. It's not just enough that we read that scripture. It is also necessary that we dig into it and meditate on it and receive the prophetic utterances that are released behind those scriptures that are on the calendar every month the lord is taking us from glory to glory in his own unique beautiful and glorious way and i believe that the lord has already been pushing and tugging on your heart in this season to get closer to get deeper and to go into that place of uh, unique and 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 a very different intimacy you know i have never traveled so far in my relationship with god in, in the past seasons i have to tell you that this uh, entire series that i've been learning uh, the series on rooted on being grounded in god's presence and in his voice this has been one of the greatest journeys of my life and i i can't thank god enough for what he has been speaking through our man of god last week and if you paid attention closely you would realize that the lord was calling us to a lifestyle of sanctification a lifestyle of pursuing the holy a lifestyle of valuing the pearls that we don't take anything that we are getting for granted but that we will be intentional to go after the presence of God and to pursue the manner of God the manner the ways of God the the principles of God in a fresh new way you know the lord wants us to pursue his holiness the lord wants us to pursue purity the lord wants us to pursue a lifestyle where we are not defiled anymore we cannot live like the dogs we cannot be uh, comfortable in our uncleanness like the pigs are we have to live a different lifestyle and that is made possible my dear friends because of the presence of the holy spirit inside of us see god didn't just expect us to be holy and pure by our own abilities and our own strengths in fact he has given us the very presence and the power of the holy spirit that lives on the inside of us that enables us in the book of romans chapter 8 it says that it is the power that raised jesus from the dead that is the power that now gives life to our mortal bodies so we can never say that it is beyond my ability to get out of this sin that it is beyond my capacity to break away from this relationship what are those things that god doesn't like what are those things that god doesn't enjoy you have to say goodbye to those things you have to 
have to walk away from that in this season that is what the lord has been pushing us to do you know one of the things that i do when i am preparing to share on a wednesday night is to go back and just re meditate on the word that has come on sundays and that really helps me to prepare my spirit and to recalibrate what the lord has been doing in my heart before i can bring this word to you and i pray that uh, during the week we will intentionally go back and and every time that the lord does something new every time you get a fresh pearl you will not just for the sake of it say amen and forget about it but you would intentionally build an altar there you would intentionally write it down post about it on social media do whatever it takes at that point to let it go deeper into your spirit so that demons that are surrounding you will know the confession the declaration the prophecy that you are releasing upon the season ahead for yourself for your family for your church your ministry your city and your nation and by god's grace we are going to go deeper and we will become greater and we are getting stronger in this season there is absolutely no way that we can come out of this season without being transformed and without having our love for jesus renewed today i'm going to touch a little bit from revelation chapter 14 and i hope that you can read it along with us on the screen we've read this once in one of the earlier teachings but we'll go through it one more time it says then i saw the lamb standing on mount zion this is jesus okay it says that john the apostle he sees the lamb and he is standing on mount zion now physically speaking this is definitely going to happen on a day when jesus will come back you know enoch spoke about it where 10000 saints will be with him you know the bible speaks about how he will come and he will kill the antichrist with the breath of his mouth physically this is going to happen and it says that john is now seeing a glimpse of what was happening on the earth at that time and he says that the lamb he was standing on mount zion and with him were 144000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads see we are studying in this season how we can glorify god and how we can remain uh, loyal and our hearts remain submitted and our minds remain aligned to the ways and the mission of god in this midnight hour and here we see 144000 who had his name that is the name of the lamb and his father's name written on their foreheads and they are on the mountain or they are on mount zion and the bible says that jesus was with them that they were with jesus now this is amazing because jesus has not yet physically come down to the earth that is going to happen at a much later stage 
बट दीज गाइज दे आर सो फेरोशियसली परसुइंग गॉड दैट वेन जॉन लुक्स एट दीज ग्रुप ऑफ पीपल दैट आर फॉलोइंग जीजस इन दिस एंड टाइम्स इन द लास्ट सीजन he sees jesus in the midst of them he sees jesus with them you know i saw this post the other day and it made so much sense to me where we are all working and trying to do things for god whereas we are supposed to be doing things with god with jesus with his presence with his blessing with his leadership and here is a group of people that we see in the last days and they are actually experiencing revival see this is how i define revival it is the physical manifestation of the presence of jesus of course this is not my definition this is a definition that if that i have borrowed from my father when he was teaching on revival a physical manifestation a tangible touch and a release of the presence of Jesus that is revival for us and here you see that happening where 144000 that have climbed the mount zion it is a place of purity it's a place of prayer it's a place where we go after the presence of god and the bible says the lamb he manifested himself there and when john saw this group he first saw the lamb and then he saw the 144000 that were following him and the bible says that these guys had the names of jesus the lamb and the names of the father em- embedded on their forehead verse 2 it says and then i heard a sound from heaven like the roar of a mighty ocean waves or the rolling of loud thunder it was like the sound of many harpers that were playing together now this this person now john is seeing a vision of 144000 people and parallelly he is hearing a sound let's let's read the description of the sound one more time it says the sound from heaven was like the roar of a mighty ocean waves or the rolling of loud thunder and it says that it was like the sound of many harpists and they were all playing together he essentially was witnessing a mighty orchestra in the spirit realm and that is what he is saying about this 144000 people that are following Jesus that are working with Jesus and this great end time revival that is happening as a result of them taking the mark of the lamb and following the lamb and just intentionally pursuing the presence of this Jesus the, it says that they it felt like the the sound of many harpists and they were all playing together in oneness can you imagine having a church of 144000 people and all of them in oneness together following the lamb their their sound it felt like the sound of a mighty ocean waves may i just take the liberty to prophesy this 
over your home over your church over your voice over your declarations that in this season when you open up your mouth and you speak something in your home when you declare something from your church that will be like the sound of a mighty ocean wave over your city that it is going to sweep off everything that stands in the way and that it will be like the sound of a rolling thunder you know if you just google the scriptures that talk about the word thunder you will see that all the scriptures almost all of the scriptures that talk about thunder in the bible it refers to god's voice and although here john is not exclusively mentioning that this is god's voice it is in fact god's voice that is resounding through this 144000 people now this is what i want you to pay attention to when john saw them he saw the lamb and now when john is listening to them he hears the voice of god through their lives a voice that is resounding a voice that is like the sound of many ocean waves and a voice that is like a rolling thunder and it goes on to say that this great choir they sang a wonderful new song in front of the throne of god and before the four living beings and the 24 elders no one could learn this song except the 144000 who had been redeemed from the earth see you should understand the context of what is happening john is seeing the 144000 on the earth on the mount zion and then he hears this sound from heaven it's a sound of um, many waters and it's a sound of rolling thunder and it's a sound of many harpers playing together and so it is like a song that is being sung and released from heaven and it says that this great choir that sang in heaven that song nobody could catch the melody of that song except the 144000 on the earth that were in sync with the lamb my hope and my prayer is that in this season our worship our devotion our giving everything that we do will be in sync with what heaven is doing see jesus taught us to pray this prayer may your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven not just that we will have a great time not just that we will write many songs not just that we will do a lot of ministry and we will start a lot of businesses but that everything that we would do will be in sync in perfect sync with what is happening in heaven and that's exactly what we see here it says that nobody could catch this melody nobody could catch the words of this song nobody could catch the heart of this song except the 144000 here on the earth who had been redeemed for a holy purpose for a holy time and i truly believe that we the church we can have access to the heart of god when we imitate the lifestyle 
of these 144,000. Let's read about that. It says, They have kept themselves as pure as virgins, following the Lamb wherever He goes. They have been purchased from among the people of the earth as a special offering to God and to the Lamb. Verse 5, it says, They have told no lies and they are without blame. This is the characteristic of a group of people that are going to be used by God for an end time revival. That is my focus today, my dear friends, that we would be used as a generation that will be instrumental to usher in the greatest revival on the planet Earth. It says that these guys, the reason they could learn this song of heaven, the reason they could imitate this song of heaven, the reason they could receive such in-depth revelations of heaven was because they kept themselves pure as virgins. Now this is connecting to what our father taught us last weekend where he taught us about the dogs. And one of the characteristics of these dogs are that they are not loyal to one place. They are not pure. They are all over the place and they, 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 they don't have just one particular partner that they would mate with. They will not be uh, loyal. They would not be connected. They would not be rooted in one place. And here we see the characteristic of these 144,000 radical followers of Jesus. And we see that these guys, they kept themselves pure. You know, it takes a true lover of Jesus to be able to even see a temptation and be able to withstand it and to control your desires, to control your instincts. See, the people of the world that are ruled by their flesh, that are ruled by the desires that govern them, they cannot really control their instincts when they are offered something. And when we read about the story of Esau in the Old Testament, we would see that the New Testament calls Esau as a sexually immoral person. And what was his mistake? That he did not control his urges. He desired a bowl of soup and he went for the bowl of soup and he gave up his loyalty to his birthright. He gave up his lifetime privilege of being called a son in the house of God, in the house of his father. And I pray that in this season, we would pursue purity. We would pursue loyalty, that we would pursue this deep rootedness in the presence of God, in the church where we belong, in the, in the stream that we are connected to, that we will pursue this exclusivity with the Lord. We cannot have the same relationship that we have with Jesus with everybody else. We cannot be common like everybody else. We cannot be normal or ordinary like everybody else. This season, if we have to be used by the Lord, we need to pursue purity. We need to be able to come to that place like where Jesus was, where this enemy, where Satan, where he showed him all the kingdoms of the earth in a moment of time. And yet Jesus said, 
I'm not going to bow down to you. I'm not going to serve you. I'm not going to worship you just to get this in return. I am going to pursue only and only my father's will. My hope is that each and every one of us we are going to be ferocious in pursuing purity in this season. And it goes on to say that the reason they were pure as virgins was because they followed the lamb wherever he goes. Now, this is the key my dear friends and our father has been teaching us this. See, many a times when we talk about purity in the church, we talk about principles and ways and and things that we can do in the flesh. And all of that may help you to a certain extent. But here is the ultimate way of being pure. Why don't you go after the presence of Jesus? Follow the lamb wherever he goes and he will take you to a pure place. He will lead your soul into a still water. He will take you to places where your life can be nourished and taken care of. His rod and his staff they will comfort you and they will lead you one step at a time. My dear friend, this is the privilege that a child of God has. This is the privilege that a person who has a relationship with Jesus has. If you have a relationship with God, you can access this lifestyle of following Jesus. This has to become your lifestyle. This cannot be a one-time thing that will dawn upon you when you have a special meeting in church or when you have a special stream coming on the YouTube channel. This has to become your lifestyle that you follow Jesus day in and day out and automatically your life will turn out to be pure. Automatically your heart will begin to resemble the heart of Jesus. Automatically the thoughts of your mind will get refined and you will have the mind of Christ. Automatically your attitude will get changed and you will have the same attitude that Jesus Christ himself had. It goes on to say that they have been purchased from among the people on the earth as a special offering to God and to the lamb. Now this is something that I want you to pay attention to because there is a lot of misquoting of this 144,000 people because many people think that this is just the only group of people that are going to serve God that the 144,000 people especially from the nation of Israel they are the only ones who will be saved in the last end days and because of which many people thrive or try to be in that 144,000 but if you read this statement clearly and if you read the greek of the word offering in this place it uses the word first fruits which means they are only going to be the first meeting result <laughs> the first day when revival hits the response will be let's say 144000 people but they are not going to be the only ones they are going to be the first fruits and there are going to be so many many more like them who will follow their examples who will uh, imitate their lifestyles and they will also pursue god and they will also live 
for Jesus and they will also see that revival of God. They will also have the same manifested presence of Jesus like this 144,000 people did. This is something that many people don't pay close attention to because we are so limited by our understanding and our tradition and our perspectives about it. Hey, why will God give you a word that says these guys are only the first fruits if there were no fruits that will come after it? God would say that they were the only ones that came out of the earth that loved him, that served him. No, but God chooses to use the word the first fruits of all the people on the earth that were saved. My prayer is that you and I, we will be part of the first fruits. And even if we are not in the first fruit, that we will follow the first fruits, that we will look at the first fruits and we will imitate them and we will desire to have the same lifestyle that they do. And it says that their lives, they were a, it's a special offering to God, that God enjoys this people. And, and the fact that they were a special offering to Jesus and to his father. And verse 5, it says, they have told no lies and they are without blame. See, this is the heritage of a child of God that follows after Jesus, that they can live without speaking any lies and that they are without blame. Now we move on to the next part of this chapter. We see three angels that are released from heaven at this point in response to the ministry of this first fruit, the 144,000, the ones that followed the Lamb wherever they went, the ones that sang the songs of heaven, the ones that resounded the voice of heaven. Verse 6 it says, And I saw another angel flying through the sky, carrying the eternal good news to proclaim to the people who belong to this world, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. Fear God, he shouted. Give glory to him, for the time has come when he will sit as judge. Worship him who made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all the springs of water. Now this is very interesting for us to understand and study because we see a whole phenomena of an angel who is preaching the good news. It says that this angel was flying through the sky and he was carrying the eternal good news to proclaim to the people who belong to this world to every nation, tribe, language, and people. In other words, this is not specifically for believers or children of God, but it was for the people that belonged to this world, to every nation out there, to every tribe, language, and people group. Now, we may think that it will be an angel that comes down from heaven who is going to do this. And this is where I'd like to disagree and have a different opinion about this because I believe that the mandate of preaching the good news of Jesus, the good news of the gospel, is not the job of the angels. 
it is not given to angels it is the job that is given to children of god you know if you read the story of how peter was sent to cornelius it says that an angel went to cornelius and the angel told him to look for a peter to send for peter and the same god spoke to peter and asked him to go to visit cornelius now i was wondering why didn't the angel himself preach the gospel to cornelius why didn't god send an angel to the eunuch that was traveling from uh, jerusalem back to ethiopia why didn't god use angels the ministry of angels to preach the gospel to the church in the first century hey that was never their assignment the assignment of angels is to serve those who are already saved angels are our servants now it is your duty and my duty to preach the good news and in the bible you would see how ministers of the gospel or children of god that are carrying the word of god are also referred to as angels specifically in revelation chapter 2 and 3 you would see the angels of these churches that the letter is being addressed to or written to so i clearly believe that there is going to be a move of god that is going to raise up men and women of god who are going to go and travel through the length and the breadth of this world in these days it says they they were flying through the sky carrying the eternal good news to people that belonged to this world and we will go to every nation tribe language and people and what do we preach at that time fear god give glory to him a time has come when he will sit as judge where we will reveal the judge side of god to the world worship him who made the heavens the earth the sea and all the springs of water i didn't touch this in detail but you can actually study about this that when the lord is going to release the trumpets and the uh, judgment of the bowls the four places that you would see the judgment being poured out is it that it begins with the heavens and then the earth the sea and even the springs of water each of these elements get judged and here is a proclamation that goes out and says worship the god who made the heavens the earth the sea and the springs of water you know we live in a time when everybody is trying to preserve the environment because we think that if the environment is preserved we will be able to live securely and more safely here on the earth for innumerable years to come and god is going to intentionally defy that assumption that we may have and the lord is going to judge the heavens the earth the sea and the springs of water so that people can see the source of all blessing and the source of all the creation is god himself and it says that this first group of people represented by this first angel they are going to preach about people fearing and respecting god the god who deserves worship then it says then a second angel 
followed him through the sky shouting babylon is fallen that great city is fallen because she made all the nations of the world drink the wine of her passionate immorality so the second group of people they would preach in those days against the babylonian system see you would see this comparison in scripture between babylon and jerusalem throughout the book of revelation at several places you would see the city of jerusalem being referred to as the holy city whereas the city of babylon it is referred to as the great babylon babylon the great in this world our purpose or our focus shouldn't be about us becoming great it has to be about us becoming holy jerusalem was the holy city and babylon was known as the great city babylon the great and babylon represented a false a counterfeit a religious system a church that had compromised you can read more about her in revelation chapter 17 it is the bride that is adulterated who has committed fornications with the kings of the earth and she has enjoyed the luxuries and she has just totally lost her identity in the things of the earth whereas paul when he would write to the corinthian church he would say the one thing that i desire the most is to present you to jesus as a pure virgin with a undefiled devotion whereas the babylon babylon the great this religious system that is pursuing greatness in the eyes of the world the religious system that is trying to get everybody's approval everybody's acceptance everybody to clap for them everybody to be in their church everybody to agree with them and and they are willing to make compromises you know they are even willing to do anything that they need to do to be socially acceptable and that's the kind of church that we will preach against that's the kind of church that we will talk against that's the kind of false religious systems that we will have to expose in the midnight hour you know there are going to be those that pretend to be the bride of jesus but don't have oil in their lamp that don't have purity that don't have passionate pursuit of jesus that are pursuing all the things of the world during the daytime and in the midnight hour their oil runs out we cannot be out there helping them in fact the bible says in verse 8 that we would be saying in that time babylon is fallen that great city is fallen because this is why she has fallen because she has made all the nations of the world drink wine of a passionate immorality this is a church this is a fallen bride this is the impure virgin this is not the virgin that had oil in her lamp this is the virgin that did not prepare well for the marriage feast and you would see the detailed description of all that she will experience all the judgment that will be poured out on her you know one of the things that you are going to witness in these last days 
is not just that unbelievers will rise up against the true church but that believers that christians renowned speakers renowned churches renowned organizations that will rise up to take the stand against biblical values against god's plans and purposes for this earth and they are going to side with the antichrist it says that the beast would ride on the babylon on babylon the great so there are going to be a lot of churches that are going to support the beast there are going to be a lot of churches that are going to support this one world government there are going to be a lot of christians so called christians that are going to compromise and what is your calling and my calling in this season it is to prophesy it is to declare that babylon is fallen see the actual falling of babylon doesn't happen all the way till chapter 17 of the book of revelation but this angel the people that are represented by this angel they begin to prophesy it much much earlier on during the seven year period and they begin to declare just like they declare the good news of jesus that jesus is the only savior and that the whole world needs to worship and fear and love and revere god they are also going to preach against the false church in a season like this we have to become bold in our declaration against a compromised church and it goes on to say in verse 9 then a third angel followed them shouting anyone who worships the beast and his statue or who accepts his mark on the forehead or on the hand must drink the wine of god's anger it has been poured full strength into god's cup of wrath and they will be tormented with fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the lamb the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever and they will have no relief day or night for they have worshiped the beast and its statue and have accepted the mark of his name so now we see the third message that we need to hold on to and preach in these last days the first message is the gospel the second message is the exposure of the counterfeit church and the third gospel or the third sermon or the third message is against those that are aligning themselves to the beast that are aligning themselves to this one world government and they are preaching this and he says those who worship this statue and those who accept his mark and those who are okay with whatever wild thing that they do they must drink the wine of god's anger it has been poured full strength into god's cup of wrath you know that the church doesn't have to necessarily drink of god's wrath because you and i we been saved from the wrath of god because when we trusted in jesus when we believed jesus we also have given up the punishment 
the wrath, the judgment, the condemnation of our sin, which was poured out upon Jesus. It has been carried for us already by Jesus. And yet the world is going to experience the wrath of God in its full potential. And God will have his own way of protecting the church, just like when God poured out the wrath upon the whole world in the days of Noah and he preserved Noah and his family, just like how God poured out his wrath on Sodom and Gomorrah and he preserved Lot and his family, the Lord is going to divinely make sure that the church is preserved. The Lord is going to make sure that Jews are preserved. The Lord is going to make sure that those who do not take the mark of the beast, that those who do not worship the statue of the beast, those who do not sell their souls to the one world government, that those people will be preserved even in a season of his wrath being poured out. But this is what you and I will do. Just like Noah preached about the judgment that is going to come, you and I will have the mandate to preach that there is a judgment that is coming. You should understand that this is not a very popular sermon to talk about or preach. We all want to talk about grace and love and forgiveness and healing. Yes, that's where our good news begins. It begins to say that the Lord loves you, the Lord cares for you, so you need to worship Him, you need to fear Him, you need to live for Him. But it doesn't finish there. The third sermon includes that we condemn every false worship. We condemn every false government. We condemn every beast and his followers that is trying to build up a world that is contrary to the plans and the purposes of God. You know, sometimes I've heard Christians say, wait, I'm not sure about all of these things, so I'm just going to keep quiet. I don't want to make an opinion and be wrong about it. Friends, this is in the scripture. This is our calling. Our calling is to preach this to the ends of the earth. Our calling is to make our voice heard. Our calling is not to keep quiet. Our calling is to fly from one end of the world to the other end of the world like an angel would and carry the word of God. And some of us will be exclusively ordained, I believe, to talk about the judgments that the Lord is going to pour out. Some of us are going to be given a message about the counterfeit church. Some of us are going to preach exclusively about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some of us may preach more than one message, but this is going to be heard in the church in the last days. We are not wrong just because we are talking and exposing the works of the enemy. This is ordained by God for us to talk about, especially in the midnight hour. And it says in verse 12, this means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently, obeying his commands and maintaining their faith in Jesus. So this is an encouragement in the last portion where he's talking about how when you preach the good news and when you expose the counterfeit church, 
and when you are going to talk against the mark of the beast and against the statue that is being worshipped, there is going to be persecution that will be unleashed on the true church, on the holy Jerusalem, on the real people of God. And it says that God's holy people, God's separate people, the set-apart people, they must endure this persecution patiently. How will they endure this? They will do it when they obey His commands and when they maintain their commitment and their faith in Jesus. My prayer is that you and I will be counted in this group of people that are going to patiently endure, patiently be willing to suffer for His namesake. I love what our Father has taught us multiple times that when you go through financial struggles or when you go through emotional struggles and when you go through sicknesses or challenges, that is not you being persecuted. But there is going to come a time when raising your voice against the false religious system or the false governments or the preaching of the good news is going to cause you some trouble. But are you willing to endure patiently? Because the grace of God is available for you if you're willing to endure patiently. Don't think that it will only be the job of the two prophets who are called to preach in Israel. We read about the two prophets in chapter 11. Don't think that it is only going to be the job of the 144,000. No, they are only the first fruits. It is going to be the job of every child of God in that season. Every child of God to be one of these angels, to either be preaching the gospel, to expose the false church and to expose the false one world government, the beast and the the consequences of following this particular government. What will happen as a result of you following and obeying and yielding to this one world government. And the church needs to maintain her faith in Jesus. And the church needs to obey God's commands in this season. And verse 13, this is the verse I'll finish with today. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this down. Blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they are blessed indeed. For they will rest from their hard work, for their good deeds follow them. This is very significant, my dear friends, because God says that blessed are those who die in the Lord, specifically from this point onwards. For those that are intentional in preaching the word and even are persecuted because of the preaching of the word, and then they die because there is a special blessing for them. And it says that they are blessed indeed. You know, when the Lord would repeat the same thing twice, it means that God is really serious about saying this particular thing, where God is saying, so this person is blessed. And it says that they are going to rest from their hard work. See, our work here on the earth is not supposed to be a lazy work. It is not supposed to be a regular work. It is supposed to be a hard work. But the focus should be 
on the fact that we are not called to only hard work but to good deeds when god looks at it god sees us doing the hard work and god also sees that we have good deeds that are going to follow us even after we die even when we are being persecuted even when we are preaching the word even when people are looking down on us even when we are isolated and rejected and hurt and betrayed especially by those in the church that even in those times our good deeds will follow us may that be the encouragement and the comfort that you will take from tonight's conversation that no matter what you do if you will not stop doing the good work that god has called you to do then your good works will follow you your good works will come looking to bless you the seeds that you have sown in your times of crying and weeping and brokenness those seeds will in fact give you a harvest 30 times 60 times and 100 times and together we are part of this nevertheless generation a generation that cannot be quenched by the problems of this world a generation that have fixed their eyes there's that has fixed their gaze upon Jesus a generation that is willing to walk with the lamb wherever he goes a generation that has set themselves apart to follow the ways of Jesus to follow the manner of God to imitate him in every step of the way that is the generation that you and I are part of and because of that we will see the harvest if we do not give up we will see the harvest if we do not get tired we will see the harvest if we will remain humble and we will remain submitted to the mighty hand of god because in due time god will raise us up in due time god will honor us in due time god will bless us are we ready to remain submitted for some of us it may be easy to to just die a physical death but it may be harder to die to our own ego to die to our own self respect and our own self ambitions and our own self desires and dreams but if we are willing to die to ourselves today if we are willing to be that seed that falls to the ground and is buried then out of our lives will be born and birth a harvest of so many people that will be saved that will repent that will change their lifestyles that will follow Jesus that will see the light that will be exposed to the beauty and the glory of God those that will see that second coming of Jesus in person along with us i'm telling you that your sacrifices your dying your willingness to fall to the ground will not go in waste in fact the lord is a master at using the brokenness at using the willingness that you have to die to yourself to transform it and to bring beauty out of that brokenness to bring beauty out of ashes to bring glory out of the death the only question is are we ready to die are we ready 
to lay ourselves as a living sacrifice on the altar a sacrifice that is pleasing to god a sacrifice that is acceptable to the lord a sacrifice that will bring glory to god a sacrifice that will please him every passing day it is time for us to pray will you agree with me will you pray with will you desire for this increase and this growth and this change in every area of your life let us pray that in this season we will walk pure and holy and we will pursue the lamb we will follow the lamb wherever he goes that our words will represent him that our actions will be his actions our behavior will be a representation of the kingdom behavior that our lifestyle will be such that we pursue god with everything that there is no weapon that is formed against us that will allow us to be discouraged in this season that there is no words that are being released against us that will cause us to sink in this season no 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 we are the nevertheless generation we are the generation that doesn't take offenses we are the generation who know that when we submit ourselves to the mighty hand of god he will raise us up in the right time pray with us in the comments below let's pray together dear jesus we come not because we are good we come because you are good we pray not because we know how to pray we do so because you dwell inside of us by your spirit and you cause us to be in communion with you lord we come humbly we come dependent on your ways and on your grace tonight lord and we pray for this grace to follow you and to climb this mount zion where we can have a revelation of the lamb of god so that everything that heaven does we will imitate and we will represent it to the people of this world lord i pray that there will not be a single person on this stream tonight who will miss the melody of heaven who will not understand the song of heaven who will not be able to learn the songs and the ways of heaven i pray that each and every one of us will be the first fruits and the results of that first fruits of this end time revival we thank you lord for you're going to use us to be one of these angels that are going to preach the word that is going to bring the good news to people that is going to expose the false church that is going to release judgment and 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 warn the people of this earth about the fallacies of the principles that they follow we thank you lord that you are using the church you're using this church you're using this stream to expose the works of the enemy so that we will not be unaware of the devil and his schemes lord we thank you for the death that you're allowing us to die with the death to ourselves the death to our own wishes the death to our own ways so that we can truly completely wholeheartedly follow you so that our good works can follow us daddy so that our hard work can bring glory and honor to you lord may every word that we speak may every meditation of our heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight 
that is our heart's desire that is our prayer lord that is our desire lord this morning we just invite you to come and take over us wherever we are tuned in from different parts of the world we just invite you lord to take over us we love you in the mighty name of yeshua we pray amen amen wow such a joy to read all of your comments keep them coming let's let's together just worship the lord together let's thank the lord for what he is doing wow let's be excited to be part of this generation wow let's be excited to be part of this time and this season that we have the privilege of being part of i am excited for this weekend i know that we are climbing the mountain and we're going to have a time where when people look at us they're going to see the lamb of god they are going to see the king of kings they're going to hear the voice of heaven through our lives this weekend this voice that sounds like the rushing of many ocean waves this voice that thunders from heaven this voice which sounds like the sound of many harpists playing together it is going to come again to us this weekend so make sure to prepare yourself become hungry like never before make sure to go back and listen to last week's word and come with a consecrated heart with a consecrated mind and with a consecrated desire and you will see the glory of the lord and you will see the revelation of jesus and we will encounter this jesus one more time thank you so much for tuning in tonight may the lord bless your week and the pursuit that you have for jesus during this week we will see you on sunday morning